Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than Stand Up. I'm Brent Lamott. Joining me today on the second part of her journey is Lisa Klein out of our SAP Waldorf office. Hello, Lisa. How are you? Fine again. And you? <laughs> I'm good. So we were having such a good time talking in the last iteration about uh, how Lisa would have undone some stuff. We're just going to dive right into the next to the next question on part of her journey, which is the what did you have to learn or unlearn? Because we've been kind of covering that. So, Lisa, besides, let's see, we talked about uh, how you came back from getting your formal and I'm putting air quotes around formal education in uh, Scrum. You know what? What did you? What else did you learn or unlearn on the path so far? Yeah, so I think one of my biggest learnings is that you can push people too hard into something they actually don't want to do. You can try to convince people, um, but if you just walk into the room like, okay, this is how we do it, and I don't care if you like it or not, um, maybe they kind of do it, but they will never do it out of their own motivation and right. you will not receive the the best possible results so you know i i i think of teams where you know to your point where you come into a team and you're brand new as as a scrum master or as a coach and you're basically saying there's one way to do it and it's my way and a lot yes. of teams basically yeah you know you want resistance there's a great example of you can watch all the resistance you want. Exactly. Then the team is like, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's it's almost where you're you're not doing yourself any favors because you haven't met the team where they're at. Right. You know, mm -hmm. and you're not trying to observe. Right. If you think of it, you know, we, th we talk about inspect and adapt. I think that scrum masters and coaches who are starting to work with a team should spend at least a sprint inspecting. Yeah, yeah. That's also one of my learnings. When I started with a new team, I first took the time to have some interviews, just one-on-one -on -one so that people got the chance to really tell me how they see their own team, what they think about their structures, their processes without any other team members around. Right. Um, so in my experience, there you really get the interesting information. Right, right. So is there anything else that you can think of off the top of your head that you would probably want to unlearn? Something I want to unlearn. <laughs> Or well, that you had to unlearn, right? Yeah, what I had to unlearn kind of was that um, my my mimics and when when I I'm moderating and I really want to go fast and I'm super motivated, but the people around me are not. <laughs> then there were times where you could really see that on my face. <laughs> oh, and sure, sure. Yeah, so I was kind of rolling my eyes and when the stupid question, there are no stupid questions, but when right. it was not 
feeling like it was going fast enough. And then there was another question again, and I kind of really showed that this wasn't what I want to talk about right now. Um, and I think after reflecting a little bit, I'm handling this much better now. And I take time for all the questions and there's always time for questions. And if we take five minutes more, then that's how it is. So um, get some, some patience into my moderation. So right. I had to unlearn the, the fastness, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think well, to that point, I mean, I think that there are times where teams need to have more conversation, right? So yeah. if you hold it to the fat, hard and fast rule that stand-up shall only be 15 minutes, right? And if it goes longer than 15, is there something wrong with that, right? I mean, it goes, for me, it always goes back to the, is there any harm, is there any foul, right? Because... Yeah. I, I remember earlier in my career where it was like, nope, we have to go to 15 minutes and oh, look at the time. I'm going to set a timer for 15 minutes. I mean, it's the thing about this podcast that has driven people crazy is that it's like, nope, episodes will only be 15 minutes. It's like, no, 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 because <laughs> we're actually trying to be, you know, we're trying to be smart about how we give information. But it, for a team, there are going to be times where a team needs to go longer than 15 because there's a lot going on or somebody really wants to go and have that conversation. It's, but you just have to guide them to the, Hey, can we talk about that in parking lot? Or can we talk about that as a side yeah, conversation? Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Because you always run into the, the, the danger that only two people are talking to each other and you lose the rest of the group. And then the dailies kind of, yeah, what? Yeah, well, I'm sure you've run into this and I, I've had this on a couple teams where you've had the one engineer who wants to basically go through like everything that they've done in the last 24 hours. And it's like, well, yeah. this morning for breakfast, I had oatmeal and orange juice. And then I'm thinking for lunch, I'm going to go and hit the new uh, pasta place that's down the street. And you're like, can we play? Yeah, at 10, we had a meeting. Yeah, at 10, we had a meeting <laughs> with his best friend and they talked about the new company car. Uh, yeah, I think we, we've all met someone like that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then greatest resistance what's the what's been the greatest resistance in your career and i'm gonna i'm just gonna tee it up by saying you can't do the one that most everybody else has done for this which is myself right <laughs> you have not been your own greatest resistance maybe you have and maybe that's going to be your answer but I'm, I'm trying to say is there something else that was a great resistance in your career yeah i think for me it is um in general the fear of people when they hear the word agile Mm. Um, the, the ground is kind of burned after more than 10 years. First, they started with lean and then they, people came up and said, now we're going to, to be agile and transform everything. So the, the biggest resistance is really that people don't want to hear about this topic again and again and again. 
Mm. And then you you come into the room and you're like super motivated and you're like, yeah, guys, we're going to change this and it will make your lives better and we will be more productive and you can talk to the customer. And then everybody's like, yeah, <laughs> I've kind of heard that 15,000 times. You can talk this hour. I will listen and right. then we'll move apart. <laughs> See, that's interesting because on one of the other conversations uh that we recently had it was that the greatest resistance is from failed implementation yeah i think that does fit pretty well because yeah. people don't believe anymore that this is something that can actually work yeah and isn't that interesting that you have somebody who it's like they've had one bad instance and it's completely to use a, to use a phrase that poisoned the well mm. right and so you have to kind of guide them back towards the okay you know what that was a bad instance you know that was a bad thing you either had a bad scrum master a bad coach a bad team you know what that was then this is now so it's almost where you have to gently guide them back towards hey man that was a bad thing that was this is not how this rolls right they tend to try just to change the team structures sure but nothing else and that's also a thing that doesn't really work on the long run because if we do not educate our management and how we interact with customers and so on and so on um we will probably never reach the top of the mountain because the the teams are even if there is resistance in some teams there are also a lot of teams that are willing to to be more agile to try out new things yep. but then they really it, it doesn't take long until they run into obstacles. They can't really, really impediments. They can't move away by themselves. Organizational things. Right. Well, and I, th I think it's interesting that teams that want to try, teams that want to improve, teams that want to try to get better, inevitably do. Whatever the mechanism is that gets them there, is it that they're doing Scrum? Is it that they're doing Kanban? Is it that they're doing TDD? Is it BDD? Is it XP? Is it pair programming, right? Whatever it is that helps them, you know, going back to the things we talked about in the last one, where it's like, make their product owner happy, make their customer happy, yeah. make themselves happy and deliver quality work, then you know, however it is, you know, whatever adjustments you need to make to make it so that they can get that done, they're in a much better place. Yeah, definitely. And that's what we now try to teach the management. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, about, and I, no, yeah, go ahead. It's about achieving these four things in the end. <clears throat> right. And I think it's, interesting like uh we're actually going to start a leadership series on the podcast where we're going to talk to people about how do you get leaders to work in an agile environment so you know it's like i'm teeing up hey everybody that's coming soon so it's a uh 
it's it's going to be interesting to see how you can how management views uh you know working in a natural environment yeah and i think it's also very interesting because just from the scrum perspective from the scrum framework we don't get any hint because scrum per se is not talking about scaling so right. there are frameworks around flying around that try to tell you how it should be done but even less does not really talk about the management role in the whole thing so right. you kind of need to experiment and find out what works for your organization and your company and i think that's really a tough thing to motivate so many people to try out something you don't have any documentation for right right well see that's going to be really interesting and i'm going to have you come back because we're going to do some podcasts on scaling. And mm -hmm. so congratulations, you have just been nominated to be the person Woo! who represents less. And because because <laughs> okay. we've got I've got some people who are doing safe. And so it's like we can have a less and safe and a scaled agile. And it's just like it's going to be all, so much fun. Yeah, Lisa, that's an interesting discussion. <laughs> And this is a perfect place for us to end this iteration. Lisa, as always, a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. Of course. And so that's the end of this iteration. I'm Brent. And I'm Lisa. Until the next iteration, you can give us a five-star rating at your podcast provider. Reach out to us on mail at info at fasterthanstandup.com, or you can find us on Twitter at Faster Standup. Thanks for listening. And that was Faster Than Standup. The opinions on this podcast are solely those of the participants and not of their employers.